welcome to Industry Night, where I provide a platform for fellow service industry members from bartenders, servers, and hosts to food and beverage directors, chefs, and brand reps to share their stories, their knowledge, and their passions. Okay, so we are back for our mini episodes, bonus content. I'm still figuring out how I want this to work if I'm being minute entirely details. honest. Well, you just, know, just like minor throw, details. Throw it at them. Who Who's cares? to say? Who's yeah. to say? We don't know. You know. Okay, but I asked Brie to bring two of my favorite products from her portfolio. Um, first minus of which, the cookie dough. Minus, <laughs> minus the cookie dough whiskey. Um, first and foremost, I might as well go in alphabetical order because we're an OCD queen. Um, is <laughs> the barrel bourbon dovetail? Ye. Okay. You're like this I'm is not, my product, but I'm not I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. So I asked her to bring this one largely because my favorite, I guess, kind of like concept about barrel bourbon and their projects is that they're one of the first American distilleries to really hone in and focus on how they're blending their barrels. So most American whiskeys, they're kind of, in the most respectful way, it's almost like a crapshoot concept of like, I'm going to choose these great barrels. These, this is the grain I'm going to use. I'm going to age this for, let's say 10 years. And we're going to see what it tastes like when I'm done. So yeah, but barrel is different. Is very different. They came at it with, um, what is traditionally more of like the Scotch and Irish take of, I want it to taste like this in the end. So I'm going to do what I can in the beginning of that process to make it happen. So dovetail in particular. So barrel really focuses like they're what they're known for and what they're, what people are really starting to understand about them is they are, they're blenders that they are blenders. They are a very cool team of blenders. They're doing things that no one else is truly doing. Yes. So they have a couple different concepts that we have in the bar. We have their cask strength. We have their dovetail. We have the seagrass, which is primarily a rye, which is Mm -hmm. so good. Phenomenal. And then we have the Armida, which is one of my other bartenders favorites. I think it's aged partially in Amaro casks, if I'm correct. Yes. And it's named after the distiller's grandmother. Cute. So cute. We love a grandma's boy. So I love that they're super mindful down to... You won't be able to really tell, but... Um, unless you have really good eyes. <laughs> unless you have really good eyes. But the distinction in the two colors here, on every bottle, there are two colors, but the line difference represents something about that blend. Um, so dovetail... God, what is the proof on this? I see, and I never believe it. It's They're so high. <laughs> they're so high, and I it's mean, wild right, to me right, because right. they don't... I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to get the burn. Yeah. It's, but yeah. they do not drink like a blow you out of the water, like burn your palate. So this is admittedly 124.7 proof. She's hot. She's hot. But Dovetail is finished in rum, port, and cab barrels. Incredible. And those deep red wines mm-hmm. really tone down some of that spice really and then is. you get the rum barrels and that molasses sweet finish yeah. that just sweetens and softens 
and I just I'm, and port too port is sweet too and yes. that's what, for having such a high proof the what the aged barrels and what the used barrels does so such like a high proof is like something really beautiful because at first I was like oh my god this is lighter fluid because like i don't i, I don't make a habit out of tasting these often because one they're they're pricier and two it's like definitely a higher end and it's sure. it's a concept that a lot of people are very they're not they're not open to it yet because like mm-hmm. well, why would i pay x amount of money for something that's blended and it's like because it's tastes delicious that's why yes but and that's so it's that, kind of a concept of like yeah. when a lot of vineyards were changing from just corks to screw tops. Yes. And everyone was like, I, I would never drink a screw never. top wine. And now everyone's uh-huh. like, oh, actually, this is very convenient. And it's the wine like, is still fantastic. It's cheaper. It's better for the wine. It's it, like better for the environment. Yeah. There's like a really all across, no, yeah. All across the board, everyone's like, girl. oh, this is great. I strongly feel that um, blending whiskeys like this, that very thoughtful concept, mm-hmm. is just going to continue to grow yeah, in absolutely. American whiskey culture. Absolutely. So, on that note, cheers. Cheers. See, I'm telling you, I, well, <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> You can I tell I don't drink a lot of straight, like, room temperature bourbon. Okay, well, yes. And, you know, which is actually, here's the thing. That's actually a lie. I actually do. <laughs> if you didn't believe it before, hopefully the difference in how we're drinking this tells you. When I started I at my living. bar, well before I was managing and well before I was a whiskey connoisseur of sorts, um, the two guys above me running the bar were like, we're going to make you like it. We're going to make you like it fast. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. We're going to only shoot 100 proof rye. <laughs> I mean, it's like kind of, it's like a crazy like version of like Stockholm syndrome. I it's think like, that's cool. It's just, it's immersion therapy. Really? Okay? That's what it is. <laughs> no. no, but like once, I mean, the first step for me is always like, <laughs> but then like after like it, like my body like acclimates, like, oh, we're, we're drinking this now. Mm-hmm. Like you really get to taste all of those like beautiful caramel flavors that of course come in most bourbons. Mm-hmm. But then there's just so many those beautiful fruits. fruits that you're mm-hmm. getting from the port. You're getting it from those cab barrels. And mm-hmm. it, that's what like, I love any bourbon that's aged in wine barrels. Oh, of course, it's like, a, yes. it's like a mix of my two worlds. And I think what Barrel's doing is beautiful. I mean, they're spending thousands of dollars say, on yeah, these barrels. Is, yeah, these are no small projects, and they're Ooh. doing a really incredible job. Yeah. The way I believe it was first pitched to me is like, because they're doing this all separately. The, the same juice is not being aged in rum, and then same juice aged in whatever. It's There are barrels aged yep. in rum. There is some whiskey aged in the rum barrels, excuse me. Some yep. barrels uh, that were previously port, the whiskey is aging in those barrels. Yep. And then there's separate whiskey aging in the X cab barrels. And then those three of different percentages are then being blended together. And that's where we're talking about blending. It's not just that the same whiskey is aged in rum barrels mm-hmm. and then port barrels and then cab barrels. It is all separate and then blended together, yeah. which I think is just, again, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's meticulous. Of, I couldn't imagine meticulous. the process that goes into and how many, how many different variations of this one skew oh my gosh. that they have had to go through in the trial yes. and error. I'm like, how we're landing on yeah, that this, this is, is the what, best. This, this is the is best ratio. This like. is the best yeah. everything. Yes, and then, like, and then duplicating it every single year. Every time. 
Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's wonderful. Absolutely. It's it's a cool product. It's one of them in our in our portfolio that I'm proud to carry. Yeah. But nothing to me is better than Old Forester. This is I'm I, an Old yeah. Forester gal. Old Forester for life. Old for life. life. But because yes. I really didn't know any, I didn't really know anything about Old Forester until I really started working at Athens like I'm like oh it's better whatever and then Bless we, Angie yeah that's right my out. our spirits fan, specialist <laughs> Angie is incredible and she knows everything about anything brown we're lucky enough to go to the distillery last summer down in Louisville and that really like opened up my eyes to the history that's there so much and history. this is my it's my favorite story to tell we're like and that's what all I'm doing essentially like storytelling and being yes, like please buy this absolutely and my favorite that's story how you sell whiskey you have to, it's you the stories a... but at the end of the day there is of course going to be so much crossover yeah. in the actual juice yeah. itself it has to come down to the families and the brand stories and, the story. and all of that 100%, right, 100%. Yeah. so like my what I learn and what I love to tell is that Old Forester is the only only distillery to be open before during and after prohibition which is like like i'm a history nerd like i love history and so obviously the question is like how can you legally be open during prohibition because it's all legal Mm -hmm. legally it's like the like the founder's grandson during prohibition like when he like got wind of what prohibition was doing or what they're going to do he was the genius that was like well let me go and get a medicinal license so which like let's be real bourbon is medicine so and he had the well, wherewithal to be started as as medicine as medicine yeah, i mean i absolutely. think most alcohols originally were sold in pharmacies mm-hmm. and frankly like if we're throwing like way way back for a long time alcohol was a lot safer to consume than, than water, water. Mm-hmm. but no so yeah but yeah it was me- it's medicine it was medicine it then. was medicine it was medicine yeah. so which i stand by stand by it. i stand by it <laughs> i that's i'll live to be 40 like proof that this is keeping you alive uh, 40. to 40 max no i mean the, my favorite people on earth are like like you're 109 what's your secret and she's like i drink a dr pepper every single day i know i'm like and i'm like okay boss bitch, like got it like taking notes like <laughs> literally done, yes, done done but oh yeah so it's medicine so it's medicine. medicine it will always be medicine it's great but so when prohibition ended though I mean, bourbon takes four years to age, so they were four years minimum to make minimum minimum decent, semi-decent right bourbon. They rye, were, especially, yes. To tangent, rye is fantastic after four years. Goes person. It, I just you know what? Just trust me on this. Rye great at four years, sucks at five years, good again at six years. Take right and this then down. we can. It's a whole other conversation after that. But the five-year mark on rye, Sucks. if you somehow come across someone who dared to fuck bottle a five-year rye, tell them to fuck off. Do not buy it. <laughs> stick with your four, stick with your six, yeah. and then even go from years. there. We'll, even we'll, years yeah, always. So, we'll, we but, so yeah, so they were four years ahead of everyone else when after prohibition, prohibition lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they got to continue they, making right, it. They, yes. never got to, they never had to stop. So that was really cool. But so in 1910, so what we're drinking is the Old Forester 1910. Yes. If I can highlight that. So the Old Forester 1910. What lineup is this from? So this is from the Whiskey Row series. So the street in which uh, the distillery, the original distillery went, which is where they're still operating out of now, 
um, is called Whiskey Row in Louisville, and that's where all the distilleries were. It was super close to like the river Cheers and port. We love Louisville. Thank you for what you do to this country and for this country. <laughs> I love this. So they have four right now. They have four products in their Whiskey Row line. They have eighteen seventy. 1897, mm-hmm. 1910, and 1920. Mm-hmm. They all, all, which my favorite thing is like all of them have very significant meanings to the years. Yes. Specifically, every one of those has a name based on a year where something significant happened either within whiskey or within the company. Within the company. So it's meaning, there's a lot of meaning behind it. 1910, there was a huge fire that burnt down a lot of the distillery, and they had to essentially. One, they had to wheel out a lot of barrels to save them, but some of them they couldn't save. But some of them they were like, well, let's just put them in a different barrel because mm-hmm. this barrel like got too salvage the juice inside, but this barrel's not going to hold up for more years. We got to put it in a different, different mm-hmm. barrel. So they essentially, in my head, and probably realistically, were the first people to double barrel. They were. Bourbon. Yeah, they literally accidentally came across. Um, double oaked is what you're usually going to see it as double barreled twice aged whiskey is that concept now I believe of course correct me if I'm wrong but so Brown Foreman this part Mm -hmm. I know I'm certain on but Brown Foreman owns both Old Forester and Woodford Reserve Woodford was presented um, as kind of their like elite line (laughs) so they as a brand marketing they technically released Woodford double oaked first to market. However, Old Forester 1910 was really the mm-hmm. original double oaked product that yep. they got the that's that my idea under, from. That's 100% my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's I mean and they're very similar. I've yeah. done, I have done a taste test back to back on those. Um I'm actually kind of curious for science for science only conveniently oh my god it's a bartender i have some wood for double o are you okay with sharing uh cooties yeah yeah trying to make out like no i'm just kidding (laughs) um she's like we've had a couple shots right i'm I'm drunk no (laughs) but i was always like in my in my mind i always associated if something was in barrel twice it's going to be bigger it's going to be bolder like there's going to be more like on it and so i always steered away from it but really in reality it's the literal exact opposite because what what wood does to any alcohol essentially is softens it it makes it more delicate it takes away a lot of the harshness from it and really lets the juice absorb a lot of the oak characteristics which charred oak is going to give you your caramel it's going to give you your vanilla notes sometimes like it's going to give a little more depth to it so now i'm turning into a person that loves and specifically drinks things that have been double doped because like it that. it hits my palate more because this is definitely more in not just breeze range but most people's range the, the ba- like uh, like baby's first you know <laughs> i was gonna say really uh <laughs> we probably that? should have technically started with this the old forester 1910 is 93 proof now we are currently comparing that sipping against the woodford double oaked which is actually 90 um 90.4 to be exact proof now i'm curious what your input is on these if you want to drink them and let me know because it stands true for me what i thought the first time when i tasted these back to back even though technically 
1910 is a couple proof points higher at 93 mm-hmm. compared to the double oaked 90.4. Personally, I get more spice and a little bit more of that kind of expected whiskey alcohol burn on the Woodford double really? oak. Yeah. I rarely say this, but I disagree with you. I love that. I think the Woodford I really do love is that. Like, I think it's softer. I think it's more delicate. I think it's a little sweeter. More of those like roasted marshmallow notes and like softness to it. Yeah. And whereas I get a little bit more burn from the 1910. Which on paper, you should be correct. Not calling me right. No, but just kidding. No, but I mean, because I mean, your, your point See, is so I get valid. like a... I get more of that wood char bitter type finish on the Woodford. Really? Because I get like, there is something. And I get straight chocolate on the Old Forester. Like that is 100% a hill I would personally die on. Is the 1910, one of my favorite nightcap cocktails, is a 1910 old fashioned light on the sugar. Yeah. Two dashes of black walnut bitters. Specific. Bonus points. If you smoke the glass, it is the perfect nightcap for me. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, one, that is a beautiful cocktail. I would like to have one immediately. Thank you. But no, because I get like, as soon as I drink the 1910, immediately I get just like right at the tip of my tongue. Really? Spice. Or See, like and again, that is so interesting. It's mm-hmm. your literal, it's yeah, physical palate. palate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. I feel it, and because like I smell it, I smell all of those rich like sweet notes. And then at first I'm like, Ooh. and then like I get it, that's and funny. then even it finishes a little like. In, and again, only logically, in comparison. on paper, I follow you because yeah. I do recognize. I mean, it's not a huge difference, but we're talking a three point proof difference. I mean, right? It's, it's really not, not that. It's nothing. Yeah. Nothing you would ever like. But yeah, the the Woodford is just it's smoother. It doesn't have that like that. to me. It is cool. I, I don't well, think I really I've ever hope had them that back you guys back. do your own yeah. investigation now. No, right? And that's because like obviously I don't think anyone watching this podcast would ever go into a bar and be like, "What's good here?" Because like that's like truly the worst annoying thing yeah, in no. the world. Because you're like, everything. but either go to a whiskey bar mm-hmm. or a if a bar has both and it's not a whiskey bar, then wow, keep going to that bar. Love, but. I digress. Go to a bar, probably a whiskey bar that has both and either do your own research there. If they do offer tasting pours, not everywhere does or go to your favorite liquor store and buy both of these bottles. I am not, I would, I hope to be sponsored one day. I am not currently sponsored at all. This is literally just my friend. You got money. (laughs) This is literally just my my friend. Hey. Or she'll stop buying your product. No, I'm just kidding. I she could never unfortunately that is like the biggest bluff ever um (laughs) but truly i really really strongly recommend yeah um doing your own little whiskey research and back to back comparing the old forester 1910 with the woodford double oaked they're a very similar product they are from the same parent family um but they do drink differently so different and i'm so curious yeah about other people's opinion yeah let us know let us know fight it out in the comments fight, fight it, it out. out maybe i'll do die, a poll die on a hill we die love a hill. hill i love to hill i love a hill to die on cheers cheers to dying on a hill to dying on a hill <laughs>